Welcome to the We Talk Careers podcast, brought to you by Women in ETFs. This is Christine Delano, and I'm thrilled you've joined me. Every week, we'll meet an amazing executive who will share a story about her career and give us some great insight into her success. So if you are pursuing excellence in your own career or intrigued by the hustle required for a career on Wall Street, this podcast is for you. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to subscribe. You can learn more about Women in ETFs and the exchange-traded fund industry at womeninetfs.com. We have a freebie for this episode, our gift to you. You can grab it at christinedelano.com. Find out more about our show, see some behind-the-microphone photos, and get a preview of our upcoming guests on Instagram and LinkedIn. All these links are in the show notes. So... Put aside that massive to-do list and let's get inspired. In this episode, we're talking to Linda Zhang about stress. Linda is the founder of Purview Investments, an ETF sub-advisory firm focused on climate and sustainable investing. She is the portfolio manager for a low-carbon ETF, ticker ECOZ, which won the best new ESG ETF by ETF.com in 2020. Linda is a first-generation Chinese-American. Born and raised in northern China, she came to America for college and graduate school, earned a Ph.D. in finance, raised two kids, and made a career in asset management, managing portfolios at firms like BlackRock and Charles Schwab. Linda enjoys hiking, skiing, and golfing, and I want to get her up to Maine to enjoy all those activities with me. We'd have a lot of fun. I am so thankful she agreed to be a guest. Welcome, Linda, to the We Talk Careers podcast. Great to have you with us. Thank you for having me, Christine. Oh, I'm so glad to hear your voice. This is going to be fun. Um, so today we're talking about stress. So many different ways to explain <laughs> and describe. But let's start with a story. When was the first time in your career that you recognized the impact of stress and how it was impacting you? <laughs> there are so many moments to think about. Um, <laughs> but if I can recall a major one, it, uh, it happened uh, in my 30s. Uh, that was the first time, you know, I was a young mother of two. Um, mm. And it was the first time I became a portfolio manager, you know, transitioning mm. from research analysts. And at the same time, I became a people manager, a team manager for the first time. So essentially, I have a multitask of managing money, managing people, and managing two little kids at home. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there was an incredible amount of um, anxiety as to, uh, can I do each well? Mm. And can I do all of three well? Right. Um, you know, not mentioning my husband, it was, you know, also had a very busy career, also traveling to uh, the other side of the world fairly frequently, you know, and how right. to be a good wife and keep relationship going. Right. <laughs> so how did that stress manifest? Um, obviously, there's some internalization going on, right? You had some head voices <laughs> questioning whether you were doing it well. How else were you feeling the stress at that time? That's right. You know, I think uh, the first thing I realized is, you know, there are only 24 hours in a day, right? Mm. It's impossible to be perfect uh, in every single role that I mentioned. Mm. But it's a balance, right? It's a balance and it's a state of mind. Uh, I find stress is a state of mind. Um, mm. 
if you tell yourself <laughs> it's okay to be imperfect,、mm. and all of a sudden you feel, you know, the burden is fifty percent off your shoulder, <laughs> right?、Uh, and it also requires some planning and seeking help、uh, at home. You know, I want to make sure my husband and I we plan our travels. I also have business travel as well. And、we just want to make sure that、uh, one of us is always home <laughs>、mm-hmm. <laughs> to take care of kids and the family. And at work,、uh, as a people manager, you know, I learn to delegate. You don't have to summarize everything. <laughs> right. You don't have to be hands-on with everything. You know, it's always good to delegate, especially to delegate younger people. That's really the best way for them to grow.、Um, right. And at that、yeah. point, were you able to delegate some of the goals? Did you delegate tasks? How did you end up、yeah. breaking it down, or was it so, specific to the person? That's right. So、uh, you know, we have. You know, I'm sure、um, we all tend to have you know weekly meetings, right? <laughs>、mm-hmm. You know, you you try first of all, you try to minimize meetings. You let people work, <laughs>、mm. and once you have But what people are expecting, so、mm. I, I find it's a good idea to have the youngest person to do this task. You know, to make sure everybody is on track with what we're doing. Yeah. So those are some of the examples. Excellent. I'd、mm-hmm. love to to pause a bit on that. You'd said stress is a state of mind, and I don't think I could say it better because I think stress does alter. Our mind, both figuratively and literally. I don't know if you know this, but I was a neuroscience undergrad, and so、mm-hmm. brain science has always fascinated me. I think stress affects not only our memory and many of our other brain functions, and I know that for sure. You know, my memory seems to go when I'm under a great deal of stress.、Mm-hmm. But research also indicates that it promotes inflammation, which can affect our heart health and other organs. So it seems like getting a good handle on stress. Is pretty important. So, when、mm-hmm. you know you're taking us back, you know you're a PM for the first time. You've got these small kids. You've got a husband that's relying on you to kind of keep things together, and you want to be a good wife to him. So you're planning, you're delegating. How else are you finding ways to like early on get a handle on that kind of stress? Yeah,、uh, you know you're absolutely right. You know stress is、um, it is can be both negative. But it also can be positive,、mm. as you know, your mo- a motivation to do things better, right?、Mm. Um, you know, stress is a, a mixed feeling of anxiety and uncertainty and fear. You know, fear of failure, right?、Mm. A sense of helplessness. You know, no matter what I do, I just cannot do better. You know, as a first-time portfolio manager, it's a huge jump、uh, shift. In responsibilities, you know, as a research analyst, I started as a quantitative analyst, right? So you look for patterns to seek for better investments. But as a portfolio manager, you actually pull your f- finger on the trigger.、Right. You got to pull the trigger. <laughs> And when you manage a billion-dollar mutual fund, <laughs> you, you know, a day's、mm-hmm. gain or loss, it, it could mean. Millions of dollars, right? right. It's a huge responsibilities that comes with huge stress. So what I learned is, you know, you know, you study the best managers in history. Nobody is perfect, right?、Mm-hmm. It's okay 
it's okay to have some mediocre performance and even bad performance from time to time. And the most important thing is to have a longer horizon, right? Oh, yeah, I like yeah. that. Yes, <laughs> yes. So having a longer horizon, right, is a key to success in longer term and to a healthy state of mind. And also, you know, I learned a trick, you know, don't think about gain or losses in dollar terms. Think about in percentage terms. <laughs> right? That relativity is really important That's right. at that point. Yes. Yeah, losing yes. 1% is, you know, can be a lot easier to take, you know, than losing, you know, $2 million in a day. That's right. That's right. Yes. Oh, I like that. I like yeah. that. How else have you found that you can cope with stress? Like, what are some of the things that you've built up over time to, to cope? Sure. Uh, what I, you know, I always enjoy yoga. You know, hmm. I, I practice yoga for, for many, many years, never been terribly good at it in terms of those acrobatic movements. <laughs> but I find it's, you don't have to have your headstand or handstands, right, to be able to calm your mind. Uh, mm. Yoga is really for you to have a sense of mindfulness. And for me, just sitting there is not good enough. I usually like, you know, instructors who can give students a solid workout. You know, you sweat, mm. you, you know, you hurt, you stretch to your limit. And it's after those excruciating moments that comes to the final 10, 15 minutes, uh, that's when you calm your mind. You let all your body parts relax. <laughs> and I learned to count one, I learned from one teacher, you know, he literally told us how to check your body parts. You let it loose, uh, let it melt. Uh, you let your, your brain melt. <laughs> you let your body parts <laughs> melt. You literally counted for five minutes. And, and, and that's, that's why I really enjoy yoga. Uh, and you can do that. Uh, you don't have to be doing it in your class, especially during COVID. You can do it anywhere. Um, right. There's a lot of great ways to do that. And I love what you said about excruciating moments because it's in those <laughs> moments where you can't think about anything else, right? Like you're just yeah. thinking about how can I get through this? And I think careers like you're talking about, the careers that we've been through, we have to think about a million things at the same time, right? And trying to figure out like, I mean, you, you said it with being a portfolio manager, someone's giving you patterns, someone else is giving you signals, someone else is talking to you about what the goals are, and you're looking at horizons. There are so many things to consider. And then Absolutely. you get into the mindset of yoga, where it's an excruciating moment. But that's the only thing you can focus on. It's almost a relief, right? Yes, to like relief, let all the it. other vo voices yes. go away. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, you know, during COVID, I've discovered a hot yoga studio near me. So mm. I'm just so fortunate to be able to find this place. Uh, you know, this woman, she started this right before COVID. She was able to pull it through. We're wearing masks. We're going through, you know, 103 <laughs> degree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sessions with her it's it's like we are doing this together you know mm. um, it's um, I, I'm just so grateful that she was able to keep this hot studio open throughout last two years uh, during this COVID period I have right. so much respect from Absolutely. her and, yeah 
And you learn so much from her how she has to cope with the stress of the chance of not being able to pull it through uh, as a business. Mm, um, right. Right. <laughs> yeah, what so, an interesting last couple of years of like thinking about stress because, you know, it, stress has taken on a, a whole new meaning when you've got remote and you've got so many limitations on our ability to sort of get together and, absolutely. you know, find ways through it. That's, that's really, absolutely. yeah. Good yeah. thing to keep in mind. Now, I also hear that you're a pretty, pretty big hiker. So does that play into your stress? <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure if I'm a big hiker. I, you know, I don't hike every single week. But when I do, I like to do these, these bigger ones. Um, mm. You know, if yoga is a practice for daily or weekly mindfulness, I would say hiking for me is a mind reset exercise. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. So my hikes tend to be, you know, either far away <laughs> or, you know, a lot more challenging than I could take. <laughs> right. So wh where's the farthest you've gone to hike? Oh, the furthest uh, in terms of a location away from the U.S. is, uh, is actually New Zealand. Mm. So, yeah. You know, my daughter and I, we like to do, you know, pre-COVID days, at least we like to do a mother daughter trip every other mm. year. And one year we did was um, it was hiking in Mount Cook. Uh, Mount Cook is a, a gorgeous, uh, you know, high mountains about two hours away north of uh, Queenstown in South Island, New Zealand. Uh, for those of you who enjoy nature and enjoy it, a long, challenging, long hike. Uh, that's definitely a place I recommend. Oh, wonderful. Was that your longest hike that you've taken? That, that you know, that's the furthest away. But the longest single day hike, uh, which is 12 hour hiking on snowshoes. <laughs> and oh that goodness. happened in Western Norway. It's a trail called Troll Tonga. It means in English, it's, 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 it means a tongue. So at the peak, at the end of uh, this 12-hour long trip, you know, you see this most spectacular rock formation in the shape of a tongue, literally, <laughs> it, you know, jutting into a magnificent space, what we call fjord, you know, uh, thousands mm -hmm. of feet below. It's just spectacular. You know, my daughter, she fell actu actually into icy water. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> On the way to there. And I have to give her a lot of credit, you know, to be able to focus on this goal, you know, getting to the to the tongue, right? Getting mm. the Chotanga. You know, I, I think a long hike like this, a difficult hike like this, it just, it train your mind. Regardless what happened, you know, you could have a, you know, freezing toe, but you just have to finish right. <laughs> what you're doing. Right, right. I know. <laughs> At the time, I didn't know, you know, that, that she had a frozen toe. You know, I would have, uh, <laughs> might have suggested a different uh, action plan. But I'm so <laughs> proud of her. She did it. And I, wow. wish, I was quite proud of myself because we went with uh, eight people guided tour and they're all in their 20s. 
And mm. I was not the last one <laughs> that made it to the uh, to the peak. <laughs> I can believe that. <laughs> I can. Oh, my goodness. Well, I think there's something sort of magical about hikes like that, right? Because you've mm-hmm. got you've got being outside. You've got these amazing vistas. You get a new perspective on life. I love what you said about it being a mind reset, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like and the physicality of it, again, focusing you to have to concentrate on the task task at hand, right? Not Absolutely. thinking about all the other things that, that may be pressing. And things feel really far away at that point things too, right? Things feel, feel far away. The nature feels so big and you feel mm. so insignificant. Mm. And whatever the problems you're facing also seem so insignificant. <laughs> right. Oh, well said. So where's mm-hmm. the next hike? Well, the next hike is... Um, well, I'm hoping COVID won't prevent this. The next hike is um, a nine-day hike, consecutive hike uh, on the way to uh, Machu Picchu. Oh, so this will be a guided yeah. guided tour. And I was told it'll be, you know, a serious hike every single day. <laughs> mm, I'm sure it will be. That That's yeah. quite, yeah, that's that's quite an amazing elevation. Um, yeah, I'm hoping Many to friends who have visited, but no one has hiked it. So, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I heard this is like a one-way hike, so we don't have to hike coming down the way. So Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. And it's uh, supposed to happen in the end of April. So I'm crossing mm. my fingers and I'll try yes. to do some uh, smaller hikes uh, to train for it. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, that's, yeah, that's great. So I love how you use sort of this idea of the daily, weekly for the mindset and then the more planned hiking for a mind reset um, mm-hmm. as we think about stress. So I, I want to kind of circle back to kind of the good aspects of stress or some of the other ideas around it. I know, so I'm a writer and I was told early on that I needed to block my calendar in large chunks for writing. So I'm like, okay, yes, I've you know learned everything I can about writing. So I'm just going to do this. So I did this, but it was this luxury I wasn't used to. So I found myself creating little tasks and irrelevant goals to add some sort of urgency <laughs> to my mm. days where I had these long, you know, spanses where I was supposed to be writing the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I love writing, mm-hmm. but I wasn't sure how to operate in such a low stress environment. And I knew it was a luxury. <laughs> so it was hard to complain about it to anyone who's like in the height of everything. And I'm like, so I think I have a problem. I don't have enough stress. But, <laughs> you know, so, so, you know, I think I've gotten better at it. And I've really understand how I need to chunk my work and, you know, how I intersperse the things in my life you know, sitting on boards and, and some of the consulting that I do with the Mm -hmm. writing that I do. So I, you know, I do get my healthy doses of stress that I think I do operate well within. Mm -hmm. But do you find that as well? Do you feel like sometimes there is an amount of sort of stress in our life that sort of eases our way into work? I think so. You know, I absolutely think so. You know, um, you know, I started Purview Investments uh, almost five years ago now. Mm. Um, and, you know, when you have your own company, you know, you, you can either be super stressed all the time, right? Or you can be so paralyzed because there's so many things you have to do. Then you become unproductive. Mm, <laughs> right? right. So, so I think I can relate to your, your state of, you know, how much stress you, you, you want. And I think having some structure, uh, setting up bigger goals as well as short term goals. That's going to balance out extreme stress versus 
it's too stressful that you're not doing, you're not being productive. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I recently uh, realized that as a startup, I was trying to do too many things and you can't really do so many things well. You know, I was trying to serve mm-hmm. individual clients, managing their money, their wealth, as well as being a subdivisor uh, for ETF providers, you know, being a portfolio manager for, for ETFs. Mm-hmm. I've decided I have to focus on the ETF subadvisory business. I'm back in the mode of 100% portfolio manager. Uh, oh. And I have to turn away my, um, you know, individual clients mm-hmm. uh, w- with great sadness. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so I think you have to uh, find right amount of stress so that stress can become a motivating forces for you to make progress. Um, yes. Absolutely. And I love that. I mean, I think sometimes it is giving up some of the things that we'd like to do um, mm-hmm. in lieu of doing the things that we should be doing or the, you know, that there are the right things for us to do. And maybe should is not the right word, but just the idea of that there are different chapters in life for different mm-hmm. things. So yeah. you deciding at this point that, you know, serving individual clients in their wealth portfolios may not be right for you now, but it may not be a forever Um, Mm -hmm. decision, right? There may be a time where you want to actually scale back on, you know, the amount of work that it takes to be a PM for ETFs and the sub-advisory business, which I know is, uh, you know, I just have a lot of respect for you. But there may be a time where coming back to sort of individual wealth might be. So I applaud you for realizing that there's sort of a time and place for things. Thank you. You know, sometimes it's painful to, to, you know, to say no, we, we're always yes. so accustomed to growth, doing more, right? Right, uh, right. But in this process, you know, you might ignore your state of mind, right? Mm. And eventually uh, those of others. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So sort of building off of that, what's so powerful about the Women in ETFs Network, right, is that we've got folks from every facet of their career and a whole lot of them that are coming up and looking at people like you to say, oh, you know, Linda's career, I would love to get advice for her. I would love to sit down with a coffee with Linda. And not everyone gets to do that. I, you know, I get, I'm lucky. I, <laughs> I get to talk to you. But, you know, what advice do you have for that generation of leaders that's coming up behind you? You know, what would you like to say to them to help them navigate their careers? Or you're you're too kind, Christine. I love to have coffee with uh, all women ETFs. <laughs> I'm craving for the uh, person to person. I know, know we miss direct it, contact we? time. Yes, yeah. yes. And I do hope to see uh, all of you very soon. Um, Me too. So, in terms of you know, word of advice, you know, I I don't know if they are advice. It's it just uh, an honest reflection. If I were to do it again, I I, I think I I would say I would uh, tell myself. It's very normal for anyone to have stress. It's okay to have stress. Uh, that's number one. Mm. And number two is it's really about how do you manage that? Stress is you can seek help. Uh, mm. Not just practice more. Sometimes that doesn't help. Uh, you, know, you can seek help from others, from your teammates, from your spouse, from your family support systems. And thirdly, again, stress is a state of mind. Sometimes it may not be there. You might be overthinking it. A yoga teacher has shared this with us in the class about how do you turn your state of mind to into a more positive uh, state mm. um, when you have stress. 
So think about, I have got to do this, instead of think of, I have to do this. Mm. We all have those moments. Darn, I have to do this. But just remember to turn that into, oh, I got to go to yoga class. I got to start this project. Yeah, I've got to be a mother of two beautiful kids. And mm. I think once you started changing this state of mind, you you feel a lot happier. <laughs> yes, I remember that traveling back from the West Coast, um, you know, so often in my earlier career when my kids were little. And, you know, the first as soon as I got home, it would be like mom right away, mom, wife, you know, get it on. And, um, you know, the very first thing was someone needed to go somewhere. My daughter was a gymnast, you know, she needs to be at the gym and so and so needs to be picked up. Everything, you know, needs to happen. And it was in the beginning, this idea of like, I have to do this. And then shifting to the idea of I get to do this. Like I yes. get to be in the car with my yeah. kids and I get to have these conversations and I get to, you know, pick up their friends and hear them talk. And that mind shift is huge because now I look back on it and think I miss it, you know, and at the time it, you know, sometimes it felt like a chore. So I love that idea of I have to do this too. I get to do this. Like this is, yeah. this is a privilege, right? Yeah. You got to do this. But also, you also can tell your kids, you don't have to go to a gymnastics class and soccer and <laughs> piano lesson, Chinese after school class. You don't have to let your kids do it all. That's another trick. Yes. Well, and I think a lot of us learned that in COVID, right? A lot yeah. of these things went away. And yeah. wow, look, our kids, you know, our kids are doing just fine. Maybe they yes. don't have to be so overscheduled like yeah, we are. I, so recently, I, yeah. yeah, I recently just had this conversation with my sister-in-law and, uh, you know, she has a bright kid. And uh, now I said, you know, focus, focus, focus. That's what I, you know, my lesson mm. of managing stress is just uh, you have to also tell your kids to focus and ask him what does he want to drop? <laughs> mm. <laughs> what extracurriculum activities he wants to drop? And they've gone through the process. Yeah, he decides to focus on soccer that he has huge passion for and a huge talent for at the age of 12. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All those choices to be made, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I can't believe it, Linda. Like it, this time has just flown by. It's been so fun talking to you. So I have one last question for you. As mm -hmm. I mentioned, I'm a writer. I love story. I love getting lost in it. I love, I love that I can learn something that maybe I just didn't even know that I didn't know. So mm -hmm. tell me about a book that you've read recently that has inspired you. Yeah, you know what? I, I've been reading this book on and off. I, I love this one. Uh, it has it's, it's called uh, Three Body Problems. It's a science mm. fiction by a Chinese writer, Liu Cixin. Some of you might, might have heard of this. Uh, this book won a Hugo Award. So mm. it's a pretty, pretty big deal. But what I like about it is it's so mind-blowing. Uh, it's a heart science-based uh, fiction. So it touches upon space, space exploration, technology, history, mm. humanity, environments, uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, spoil any readers, but because the work I do, you know, I pay much, I'm much more in tune with, you know, the relationship between humanity and the environment, right? Right, um, right. And the technology advancements and the civilizations and cycle of civilizations. It just fascinates me. Um, and I think anyone can 
can really be awed by reading this book. There are tons of huge ideas, but it's a very hard science-based it's pretty amazing. The first um, is a series of three books. The first one actually okay. came out maybe 2006. Okay. Um, the, the last two are more recent. And it's just amazing. And it's already translated into, uh, into English. Oh, excellent. That, that will be helpful for someone like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, and, that's fantastic. I love asking this question because we have gotten so many great recommendations. So we will put the link to Three Body Problem in the um, show notes. Um, I love that it's a trilogy and mm-hmm. I love the science fiction. I don't think we've gotten a science fiction yet as a recommendation. <laughs> so I am excited to to be able to share this one. And I just want to say thank you, Linda. This has been so much fun actually talking about stress. You've given me so much to think about. And I really thank you for joining the conversation on We Talk Careers. Oh, thank you for having me, Christine. And thank you for doing this. It has been a pleasure. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for spending your time with us. I hope this information that Linda has shared and the stories that she has shared is not just information, but that you'll let it be transformational in how you think about your health and your mindset. I'm rooting for you. Once again, I'd like to remind you to go to womeninetfs.com to find out more about diversity, opportunity, and the events in the exchange-traded fund industry. Please check out this episode's freebie, where I've compiled some great resources on handling stress and managing mindset. You'll find it at, with a K, christinedelano.com. If you haven't subscribed to the We Talk Careers podcast, please make sure you do so. We have a season of incredible guests. Don't miss out. And if there's a topic you'd like to hear us tackle, please let me know. All links are in the show notes. Thank you for listening.